0: Where you are, just pray a prayer that God will open your hearts and at the same time pray for Edwin. Then I will lead us in a prayer. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you. As we look around, Lord, we have brothers and sisters, friends sitting beside us, in front of us, behind us. Thank you that God, this idea of community, the church body coming together regularly, it is your idea. As we look around, Lord, there are many religions in the world that God, they just gather but they do not gather like what we gather as a community, encouraging one another. And I want to thank you, Father, for this privilege. And I pray that today you will spur our hearts, help us to see how can we uh, learn together, to grow together. How can we be an instrument also to help other people to grow I pray for Edwin, your anointing be upon him. Speak to him, bless him, use him to challenge us. And I pray that God, we will spur this new year. We want to mature, not just as individual, but mature together as a body of Christ. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you for your prayer, Jimmy. Uh We are starting a new series, and uh, this is the Body Life series. Three sermons, but in between we have a Mission Sunday. I'll be talking about maturing together, Vincent Lim ministering together, and then uh, Pastor Kok Fai missions together. Uh, but on the 1st of February, we yeah, have Mission Sunday. Now, you know, a topic like this, uh, Body Life, just can't confine oneself to just maturing, and then he, ministering, there will be a lot of overlap. So I just give, uh, I will give Vincent the permission to encroach into my uh, part as well, but I will definitely be encroaching into his topic. All right, let's talk about uh, body life, maturing together. Uh, when we talk about maturing together, the word that will be prominent is maturing. Together is very small. <laughs> but that's how I feel. Because when we talk about maturity, the emphasis is very often more likely than not about individual spiritual health, and we have individual uh, uh, at a personal level individual goals what are your goals? your goals could be I want to grow in christ likeness Ephesians four thirteen I want to grow in faith uh, Colossians two seven I want to grow in greater fruitfulness, uh, John 15, 8. I want to grow uh, in spiritual stability, Ephesians 4, 14. So the plan is uh, always to, we uh, have a strategy for growth, right? And the plan is likely to be that we will do our quiet time, our personal devotion, and uh, for some of you who have the time and more interested, you go to BSF and Well, at the very least, if you can't do that, we will be looking out for Christian seminars to attend, uh, interesting talks that may be helpful. Or if you can't do that, we will be listening to online sermons, getting uh, video uh, or CD tapes of very good speakers, right? That's what we do. And uh, for me, I, I read a lot of good Christian books. So that's the plan. That's the strategy. So what is the role of the church? Uh, in, in, maturity, in maturing. Well, we do not deny that the church is important, which is why we're here. We know that we come to church because uh, here we are organized for worship, we are organized for ministry, and we get our sermon. So, okay, I, it, it was, it's likely to feature quite, uh, quite highly, quite imp- uh, it is, because it's important. That's why we're here. Third, what about C.G.? When I asked Pastor Kopfai what I should be uh, addressing, uh, I think he would prefer that I talk a little bit about CG. But I I have a problem, okay? We are busy people. And I told the first service people, uh, if you are a busy person with busy kids, your blood pressure will be high. Because the pace of life is faster The demands are greater. And what is the result? The result is that you would only do what is necessary. And the questions you'll be asking is, does my attending CG really help my growth? And if I put in three or four hours on Friday and I get very little in return then I must concentrate on number one, which is I have a growth plan. I have books to read. I will attend seminars. I will listen to online sermon. I will look after my personal uh, growth plan. Right. So you see, when it comes to maturing together, a topic like this, the maturity bit is, is big. The together bit is small. In other words, it tends to be seen as optional. CG participation is optional, not really essential. We believe that maturity is ultimately a personal goal. It is definitely an individual responsibility and if you want to improve, you improve yourself. Uh, And it doesn't help that uh, because of this modern culture that we're in, uh, which is very, very immersed in the value of individualism, Uh, it makes us very independent, very self-reliant. And uh, we 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 want to do self help, self feeding. Okay. Now that's that is uh, 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 by way of introduction. I know there is a problem uh, with CG, but I will address that later. Now let's look at the next thing. I want to talk a little bit about how the church is organized. Okay, I mentioned here clubs just to to show the the difference uh, in the way. People uh, uh, behave in in an association of people. Now, a club is is an association for a specific purpose. Okay, so you you go to a running club, a trekking club, a tennis club, uh, uh, maybe even a public speaking gathering, uh, because they are organized usually for a single purpose, and people gather to to in these clubs for a specific need to be met. And if the club no longer meets your needs, or if you you have moved on, you don't need that anymore, you just drop out. You're free to join, and you're free to go. Uh, It is organized based on self-interest. And uh, if you don't get something out of it, you leave. So some of the clubs are like adventure clubs and reading clubs, and uh, I mentioned that. Now, what about community? Now, community is different. Community, in communities, people are in the relationship of interdependence. And the consideration is the well-being of the group. The well-being of the group takes precedence over the personal interest of the individual. All right? And some, some uh, examples of community will be the family, uh, the church, clans, even gangs. They yeah, yeah, are communities. I want to suggest to you that of course, I think you know this, that the church is more like a community and definitely not a club. The word in the Bible, the Greek word is actually Ecclesia. Uh, ecclesia is uh, actually an assembly, but more specifically, a called-out assembly. And it is mentioned in the Bible uh, why, why this... A few metaphors are used in the Bible to, to describe... What is this thing called the church, and it's found in First Corinthians chapter three, and Paul seems to be in in chapter three, uh, trying to find a suitable metaphor. So he started off with the metaphor of a field. Let me just read it for you, uh, uh, and you, you can sense that Paul is just struggling to find something suitable. All right, first chapter three, yeah, uh, First uh, Corinthians chapter three, brothers, I. I I could not address you as spiritual, but you are all worldly, mere infants. You just, you, I gave you milk, not solid food. Uh, why, why is it so? Because in verse 3, uh, you are still worldly, For since there's jealousy, there's quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Uh, are you not acting like mere men? For when you say, I follow Paul, and one one say, I follow Apollos, are you, are you not mere men? Are they not mere men? Verse 5, what after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants, though through whom you came to believe, as Lord has a to each his task. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So, so the first metaphor he, he used is deal, right? Uh, so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes all things to grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose and each one will be rewarded according to his labour for we are just fellow workers. You are God's field. So he used the first metaphor. And then after that, comma, uh, God's building. So he switched immediately. No, 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 no. Not field. Maybe maybe building is a better metaphor. Then he, from verse uh, 9 onwards, he switched the metaphor of building. And he said that, uh, but for the, by the grace of God, I lay a foundation as a builder and someone else laid the foundation. right Be careful how you build. And he, he talked about another metaphor. Building, building, building. And after that, he talked about, uh, uh, towards the end. Uh, surprise. Verse sixteen. Don't you know that you yourself are God's temple? No, not just building. The spiritual building, of course. Uh, a, a temple is a better metaphor. And then he used this thing about uh, uh the third metaphor, okay. And he says that um, we are the temple, not we are the temples. The temple of the living God. And later on, Paul, uh, Peter also used this metaphor uh, in Peter's epistles, uh, Peter's letter, 1 Peter 2 5. He said that you also, like living stones, are built into a spiritual house. Okay, so far, like that. Huh? Three metaphors. But actually, Paul was not really happy with these three metaphors. Later on in chapter 12, He suddenly stumbled. He had an ah-ah moment. Ah, of course. Of course. And this moment is in chapter 12 where he used the word, we are the body. Of course. This is a much better metaphor. And the tone of the letter then changed in in verse chapter 12. And he started to be very, very excited. And of course, the excitement grew to chapter 13 where he talked about the, wow, you know, this is the way it should be. You know, love. Of course, the body takes care of itself and look after one another. And, and that's how, right? After that, uh, in chapter 12 onwards, uh, he mentioned the, used the metaphor of the body another two dozen times, another 24 times. So it is the appropriate metaphor. So now let's talk about, let's use this metaphor. Okay? Body. We are all baptized into one body. So as to form uh, baptized in one spirit, so as to form one body. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse thirteen, all right, and then twenty one. And I cannot say to the other, "I have no need for you." Or again, the head to the feet, "I have no need for you." On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seems to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which are deemed less honorable, on these we behold more abundant honor, and on our less presentable members become much more presentable. Whereas our more presentable members have, have no need for it. God has placed so composed a body, giving more abundant honour to the member which lack, so that there will be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all oh, the members suffers with it. And if one member is honoured, all oh, the members rejoice with it. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. I don't know whether you can just soak this in and understand the the impact of what what this is what is stated here. Paul is saying that we are connected for growth, and when we are disconnected with the member we are disconnected with God. Look at this. The main idea is that we are connected for growth. My state of health depends on your state of health. And when we are disconnected to the body, we will feel disconnected to God. This is what is stated here in Colossians Uh, 2.19. Talking about another group of people uh, who are very divisive. uh, They have lost connection with the head. From whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grow as God causes it to grow. Connection. One. One body. I want to give you an illustration. Did you, did you notice uh, uh, Karen today? Karen Who I mean, she's she a musician in the first service. Uh, uh, she she had a fall like, in Japan and uh, uh, retrieving a luggage and it was such an awkward fall that she actually fractured her hand. But it's, fortunately, it's the non-dominant hand. Uh, it's a wrist, fracture of the wrist in several pieces and there are some plates there and it's his, she has this bandage. And so we said, ah, luckily, you know, it's not your dominant hand. You see, her use your right hand and said, well, I do it. After the injury, then I know how important the left hand is. Because I said, I want to cut a piece of fruit, you know. He would go to the fridge and then... <laughs> he has to hold the fruit and then use the knife. And said, so it's so inconvenient, so difficult to cut the fruit. He said, well, I, I thought of working on the computer. And then when, when everything is set up, oh, no, you're going to work with one hand because, you know, you use, you use a keyboard with both hands. And there's so many things that require... The use of both. It doesn't matter that the injured hand is on the the non-dominant side. And I, see, even the weaker members, they are necessary. And sometimes, there was once when I injured my little toe. Uh, I was uh, doing some housework and I kicked the piano chair and I, it's just a toe, right? Uh, It's just a toe, so I ignored it. And then it got swollen, and then I, I ignored it, and I thought, it's a toe, just a toe. And it just got worse. It just got so painful, it wouldn't subside. So I went to see Dr. Timothy Shim, a, a church member, and he just examined Well, I, He thinks it's a fracture. I got alarmed. And so I went to go and next straight, it confirmed that it was, a, it was a fracture. And you know that I had to be very, very careful how I walk, and I like that, and and I couldn't run, I couldn't go to the gym. I, the whole body is just concentrating on that part of the body that was injured. You know, and it's, it's actually the toe. Little, I mean, not just toe, a, the little toe is so unimportant, you know. We, we, I, I don't rely on the little toe for, for my daily function, but it is the least honorable part is so important. So that's, that is what Paul was saying. We are one. You must understand that passage. uh, To understand this passage to mean that we are connected. And um, I I want to give you another illustration. Now, this is a wound in the hand. And um, let me just tell you, um, and I ask the doctors to excuse me if my description is not correct, but what happens when there is uh, an injury to any part of the body is this. uh, The body will send the antibodies healing agents, fresh oxygenated blood, white cells, anti-inflammation agents to the wounded arm. And then they will do the work of healing. And even though if the arm is a very muscular and strong arm, it's better. The arm cannot heal itself. All the parts of the body got to get down to work. Which means that they, uh, everybody got to cooperate and say, okay, we will rest, we'll take it easy will be extra careful, and there will be a sling, and we got the bandage, but everybody takes care of that problem first. I want to suggest to you that the body works like that, or it should work like that. When there is an infection of sin, the antibodies will come against the infection of sin. How? there will be confrontation, confront, admonish, the Bible says. You've got to warn, you've got to rebuke, you've got to admonish. And why? Why is is this necessary? Because the body needs to put a boundary, a limit uh, against uh, evil and error. And when that is done, when the rebuke is done, rebuking is done, others will come with grace and love. You see, they are the anti-inflammatory agents to the wound they cry with those who cry. They weep with those who weep. They support that part and say, "You're yeah, okay, we'll be with you. You'll get through this. And after that is done, the fresh oxygenated blood will come. There will be fresh teaching and counselling. There will be prayer. And we, we want to give them the truth on how to do better, not to make the same mistake. And this, so as to rebuild a stronger cellular structure uh, in the body. So this is what happens in the body of Christ. You know, um, I read a book by Dr. Henry Cloud on uh, how people grow, and uh, in a letter written to Dr. Henry Cloud, I want to produce it for you. It's a little small. Let me just read it for you. This woman called Sandy uh, said in the letter to Dr. Henry Cloud that for years I've struggled with depression and the inability to make relationships work. She said, I prayed. I read my Bible. I tried all things I thought I was supposed to do. Then my church started this group that was going through your book. I could not believe what happened in my life as I began to share openly with other people. I I felt connected and things are so different now. I, I cannot describe how significant that group was. I feel like I am connected to God again. So you see what's happening? Dr. Henry uh, Cloud made this commentary in in the book that even though Sandy uh, availed herself to self-help remedies, you know, I prayed, I read my Bible, I tried all things I was supposed to do, not all elements of growth were working until Sandy experienced Ephesians 4, verse 15. What is Ephesians 4, 15 and 16? It says this, we will grow in every respect to, to be the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Jesus Christ. From Him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up. So, Dr. Henry Cloud said, do you, do you see what happened to Sandy? In the small group that she joined, the body was doing the work. There are m- of of this gift and the uh, you know what happened is that uh, she all of the sinews and ligaments uh, sub- supported her and and gave her the uh, what it what she needed to be healed. And in other words, uh, growth and healing comes from our personal walk. And there is another source, a very very important source of healing and and, uh, the the growth agent that comes from the body. And when she got connected to the body and availed herself to this source, she got a breakthrough. Uh, In every respect, held together by supporting ligaments, it grows and builds itself up. What am I talking about? I'm talking about this. I'm talking about connection. The key is connection. Ephesians 4, 15 and 16. We will grow. And the growth is from whom? From Him. God brings growth. He brings growth in people and through people. And we need to be connected to God and others. And we need to be connected to God through others. If everyone serves, therefore, he should serve in the strength God gives. First Peter 4.11 If anyone serves, let him serve with the strength God gives. See, everything that God wants to give you comes through people. Uh, and, and it's so important that we understand the idea of connection. But let me just go on quickly. All right. So what should our attitude be uh? I want to suggest this to you. uh, 1 Peter 4.10 that we should act responsibly. Uh, 1 Peter 4.10 says that each of you should use whatever gifts you have received uh, to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. We are stewards of God's grace. Think of yourself as a river. Uh, uh, Let me show you this. A river. A river uh, It's not a reservoir, of course. A river flows. A river receives. A river, whatever the river receives, the river gives. And uh, we are the stewards of God's grace. All right, let's go back to this again. In Christ, we are one body. We belong to each other. We have a responsibility to stay connected, to be involved, to be interested. We must share each other's concern. We must share each other's burden because we are connected. The problem with the Corinthians church, uh, it's not that they are they are gifted. The, the good thing about the Corinthian church is that they are very gifted. You can get that from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7. But the mistake of the Corinthian church, which required Paul to address this, uh, is that there was an there is an overemphasis on personal edification. But not body health, and so he in other words they were they wanted to build themselves up, they wanted to be very spiritual, they wanted to exercise their gifts and and be prominent, but they did not think about building each other up, and that was uh one of the reasons Paul had to write to the Corinthians in the first letter to the first Corinthians right i um let's let's look at this again let's. Let's strive, brothers and sisters, let's strive to be the community that God intends us to be. And it is this we cannot disregard any, we cannot disregard the body of Christ. I, I know the attitude is this my personal walk is more important, my growth plans is my responsibility. We tend to be individualistic in our Christian walk. And if the, if the body of Christ is ah, uh, just not what I, I'm just disappointed with PPH, then I'm going to help myself. I'm going to attend Bible course, sign up for this, and I'm going to uh, attend a second service. I'm going to help myself. I've given up on PPH. But I'll, I'll, show, I'll show up, but this is, this is not the church I want. Now, this is the kind of attitude sometimes we have, like a, a club mentality because the club is not meeting my needs and therefore, I have to uh, join another club where my needs will be met. But we are a community and we are so we are so connected that our growth, your personal growth, depends on the health of other members. i got to get this right. You know, um, we grew up, Ephesians 4, 15 and 16, we grew up in all respect, aspect into Him who is ahead according to the proper working of each member which causes the growth of the body for the building of itself. According to the proper working of all of you, I will grow. Or at least a very big aspect of my growth depends on how you're helping me to grow. First Corinthians 10.24 And therefore, it is very important that we seek not our own good, but the good of other persons. Wow, but I didn't say that. Wait, wait a minute. You know, I am serving. You know, I'm in a ministry. I'm in a worship ministry. I'm a worship leader. Uh, uh, I serve in the youth ministry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not talking about ministry. Uh, Vincent is going to talk a bit about ministering together. Today's message, the emphasis of today's message, the gist of it is this, that we are connected. And you can, you can be in ministry and not be connected. But when we are connected, naturally, there will be life-giving ministry. So the very first part, the foundation stone, the, the main idea that we must get right, get right is that we are connected. And what happens in the body is our concern, our burden, our problem. I must be involved. I must be interested. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 24 and 25 says this. Paul Paul says that, therefore, do you understand? There cannot be division in the body, but the members may have, must have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. You know, like my illustration about the arm, about, you know, about the toe, all members suffer with it. If one member is honoured, all the members rejoice with it. Now the body, the, not the tempers, but the body, the temple of Christ, each one of you is a part of it. So, this is how we should be thinking now, alright? If, if we understand connection, body, If if there's a if you sense that there is a, a problem with the youth ministry, or you think that, hey, how come uh, there's something that I, that, that I, I, I sense that we, we can do better, then what is happening to our youth ministry? It's ours. It's not Joanne's new, uh, uh, youth ministry. It's not the the, the the problem of the youth. It's our problem. If I'm concerned about the worship ministry, well, what is happening to our worship ministry? Not What's happening to the first service group? Ah, uh? our second service worship is so much better. You know, actually you know what happened this morning as I was worshiping with them, I noticed that they were. Besides uh, Caleb who was worship leading, there was one person on the keyboard, there was one person uh, on the electric guitar. I I think there was a percussionist. <laughs> there were not many people. Uh, in the second service, is almost a full team. So uh, I I. Got to understand from Caleb that uh, although we don't have a problem with uh, worship leaders, we have a lot of problems with musicians in the first service. Uh, in fact, the musicians in the first service are so discouraged uh, because so many have stepped down, and, and there were others were not available to serve. That they are, they are so thin that they are getting a bit discouraged. Hey, wait a minute, brothers and sisters in the second service, it is our church. Our worship services, not their problem. How are our senior citizens' needs met? I know there are not many senior citizens here, but how are their needs met? How are our Telugu brothers doing? Do they need help? How can we help? What kind of support can we give? Who can support our members who have financial needs? See, because If we understand connection, oneness. We've got to talk like this. The concern, our attitude, is totally different. Our problem, our concern, our responsibility. Alright? Now, there are many, many ways we can stay connected. Uh, You may say that, well, you know, I don't have time, you know. I'm a busy working person with busy children. I don't have time. I'm, now, I'm, I'm not saying that we have definitely got to meet on Friday for three hours. And you got to find a way to be connected. But the connection is for the purpose of being part of the body, being involved in the body, giving uh, health, teaching life to people you are connected with. And I was telling the people in the first service that it can be the meeting can be less frequent, you can organize yourself among homemakers, uh, among young parents. Uh, in, uh, in in fact, if you are a worship leader and you definitely cannot make it on Friday, among the worship leaders, the music team when you meet on Saturday, you can have a plan that we are going to meet one hour earlier or one hour later. And this one hour is especially set aside for giving life to one another. We're going to sit down, we're going to pray, we're going to share deeply. And uh, we practice, and then we are going to have group life. Then we've got to gotta find a creative way to make this happen. And if you are, you used to be in the group, and you were very disappointed with the group, and I have, okay, I've been a CG leader since I was in my early 20s. I've, I've led many, many groups, and many people have quit on me. I understand that I've under-delivered sometimes. But if you, are, if you have a bad experience with CG, I say, come back. Because CG is not really about you. CG is about us. And when there are so few of us in groups that connect meaningfully, I'm not as healthy as I should be and neither are you. And when the church is not healthy, how can we then progress and be God-glorifying? So those of you who are not in groups, consider going back to groups. And those who cannot be in in a Friday group, think creatively how you can stay connected meaningfully. Now, I also suggest, okay, our gatherings uh, should be regular. Let me put the next slide, which is better, okay? Our coming together is necessary. Otherwise, how can we be encouraging one another and spurring one another and and showing care? Gathering should be regular, uh, even if it's not frequent, okay? And our agenda, I want to suggest this, all you CG leaders, okay, all you mature members in the CG, make this an element in the CG. The CG should have the elements of encouragement and edification. Don't say, oh, I serve, I, serve. I, I, I lead my best study and I, I also am a worship leader in the, in the CG. No, 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 no. That is ministering together. But I'm talking about maturing together. Maturing together needs more than ministry. You may need to stand alongside, to show care, to let the other person know that they are in our hearts and in our prayer. And that is edification and encouragement. Uh, I know not everybody can share, not everybody can pray beautifully, but everybody can show encouragement and edify And that should be an element in every CG. And if we can do CG better this year, I tell you, a lot of the people who were disillusioned in the past, they will come back. Let's do it better in 2015. Alright? But first, we must meet together. Hebrews 10, 24, 25, uh, let us consider how we may do it. Spur one another. Don't give up. Don't give up. I know you have been uh, disappointed before, but don't give up meeting together because it is uh, because, uh, and good that is a habit of some but encourage one another Romans 14 nine, 19 let us make every effort I know it's difficult I know it it takes the you know sacrifice you know to to just after a hard day's work to rush to a meeting and to 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 be uh, to a gathering but, but let's make every effort because if it will result in mutual edification uh if if a group works, then the church will work, right? So, these three things I want to leave with you. Now, uh, I want to uh, talk about a word. Now, so this is, how, this is what, ha- what should happen in our small group, okay? The word is, uh, alelion, alelone. Alelone is a leilon, a leilon. A lelon is a Greek word, uh, it is translated in the English as one another, okay? A leilon. A laylon uh, appears one hundred and one times in the New Testament, but for in fifty times in the New Testament, uh, it is made in ref. There are statements and commands about a special kind of life together. So uh, let me tell you what I mean. Okay, fifty times it mentioned, love one another, a lay on one another, a lay loan, uh honor one another, accept one another. Instruct one another. Have equal concern for one another. Next slide. Serve one another. Carry each other's burden. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. Teach one another. Admonish one another. Make your love increase and overflow for each other. Encourage one another. Build each other up. Now, this is just a few, okay? 50 times. Now, if some, a word like a leilon is mentioned 50 times talking about this special relationship, is it important? Do you get the sense that of course it is It is a very important emphasis that we cannot be blind to, we cannot ignore. A leilon. And, you know, I, I want to just give this last illustration about happens. The the church is a community, the church is a body, the church is also a family, and uh, we are born involuntarily into a family. But a child earns his rights, A, a child earns his place and his rights in the family by virtue of his birth. So, and every family will have this, every family will have successful individuals and they will have the underachievers, Every family will have some healthy ones and some sick ones. Every, some families will have people who are a blessing and others who are a burden. Now, just recently, I was just having a conversation with uh, a lawyer about about um, a, a case, and he said, "No, no, no. We are talking about uh, cost of mates and all that." No, she said. That, he said that I I I have a mate too, and this mate of mine is nurse trained, has a nursing training uh, from the Philippines, and uh, because. Uh, this this child of ours needs special care. How much resources is put into the member who is weakest? A lot. I know. I, I know so many families. The weakest member of your family, usually a child with a learning disability or uh, a, a, a disability, a physical disability or learning disability, gets the most help. That's how the family works. And I tell you, that should be the way the church family works, they are not a nuisance. They are not an embarrassment. It can never be. Uh, I do a lot of wills in the past twenty over years as a lawyer. You know, there's one thing that I can tell you that in um, that is um, very amazes me. Okay, very very rarely will the testator tell me that I want to leave someone out of the wheel, by conscious choice, deliberately, this son will get one dollar. Make a point that you will get nothing. Very, very rare. Of course, they, I, I have drafted wheels like that, and I, uh, I, 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 I try to understand what happened. But in most cases, the father, the aged parent will come with a more responsible daughter or son, and they will relate to me about this son has been a burden to us. He has caused us a lot of grief. He cannot look after himself. He will get in trouble again. We have helped him so many times. But now that I'm old, I want to provide for him. But I can't trust him with it. I'm going to live this with my daughter here. And she's here. She's listening. And this is how I want her to provide for him. And if ever he wants to buy a house, these are my instructions on what is to be done to help him so that he can be strong again. So many times, always like that. How many, this is like giving him uh, a fourth, fifth, sixth, uh, the tenth chance, and before I die, I want to make sure that he's provided for. That should be the way the body of Christ works. And, this is what God requires of us, 1 Corinthians 12.25, I want no division in the body, don't think about they and us. Every member must have the same care for one another. I want to tell you a story, alright? This, this story illustrates very well how a church makes this principle work. Alright? When a, a hopeless member of the body is given special care because he's a member of the body, this is how it should work. Now, LaSalle Church is a church of Philip Yancey. So, in one of Philip Yancey's books, he related this story. Uh, Adolphus uh, served a term in Vietnam, so he's, he's a war veteran. And when he came back, he didn't come back normal. So, uh, they, they only guess as much that probably uh, some PTSD, what, whatever, but whatever it is, uh, he became a different person after the war. Uh, he couldn't hold a job. Uh, he needed to take medication. And if he took medication, then he would be manageable. And uh, so when he's not manageable, uh, everybody will, uh, you know, be in a worship service, and then he will raise his hand, and then he will give the dirty sign, you know. And um, and then if some obscene gesture, then everybody will be like, uh, and doing, uh, there will be prayer time, free free prayer time. Everybody can just stand up and, because it's it's the, the prayer to the Lord time. And then he said, "Oh, I can also pray." Then he will pray uh, loud. And there was once where he prayed, thanking God for creating Whitney Houston and her magnificent body. And then uh, everybody and. And then he will be, sometimes during prayer time, he will be calling judgment against the white people who caused stress to the mayor and which resulted in his heart attack. And then he will be calling judgment on this person, that person. There. Now, what happened is this church is this, huh? even though it's quite an embarrassment, uh, a group of people in uh, LaSalle Church have taken this person uh, under their care and it includes a psychiatrist, a doctor, and and several others. And every time something like that happened, they will pull him aside and they will talk to him about their his inappropriate expression, about his inappropriate behavior, and and just teach him what is good, what is not, what is proper, what is not. And then one day they realize that hey, he actually has been walking to church, you know, five miles because he didn't have money to come to church. And then quickly, they organised themselves in the church, people who could fetch him, and so he's ferried to church. And then sometimes they, re, uh, sometime later, they realise that actually, he, he don't take his meals regularly, because he didn't have money. So they make sure that he's always invited for a meal after church service. And uh, what about Christmas? Who wants to invite a weirdo for a Christmas family dinner? But no, an assistant pastor said that, I will take him. Every year, he will join my family for Christmas. You see, so it is, uh, when, when it's a very, very troublesome, weird, difficult member, it is not the job of one person. But, there's equal concern. We must share. We must carry one another's burden. That's the attitude we should have when we understand body, connection, oneness, the temper, the body. That's how we should think. And so this is what happened. And uh, uh, Philip Yancy said that, you know, actually, uh, something, the unexpected happened. You know, This person actually calmed down. He started to call people when he is in trouble, like when he feels that something is not right. And uh, he even got married, and then he applied to... Be a full uh, fledged member, and then when they interview him, realize that his theology is all very very bad. Uh, and uh, but but you see, the the thing is this: he has been thrown out of many many churches, as you can expect. Why? And but nobody in his entire life has invested time and energy and concern for him. Nobody. No, he had no family, no job, no stability, and then. The church in La Salle is the first stable place in his life. And this is where he he first felt accepted in spite of everything he did to earn rejection. And the church did not give up on him. Second, third, and fourth chances were given to him. And, you know, uh, he said that he's very, very proud of his own church. He said that, actually, uh, looking at this example of uh, Adolphus, uh, I understand that this is what grace does. We experience the grace of God and we are just transferring that grace to Adolphus. God has to put up with us when He chose us. Now God is looking to the church to extude this same kind of love, grace and care, So now, we must not think when we think about growth, maturity, my growth. Our growth, our health, is our problem. It's our burden. It's our concern. It is my problem. Because we're one. So, when some of you, I know, uh for example, Fan, all right, I just uh if I may just use an example when Fan is from the from the first service and she, and she's very, very happy there. Uh and then she heard about the need. Uh in in the, the Sunday school. And she just felt that if there is a need and there is no reason why she cannot meet the need and she has a burden for children, then she must serve there. And if she serves there, she has to be here and everybody got to, uh, after the first survey, they go back and they do their own thing, but she is alone here um, uh, with a younger crowd. Maybe not the most comfortable environment because she's more comfortable in the first. I'm not sure, but this is how we should function because we are one. One body. Understand this message. I'm not talking about ministry. I'm talking about connection. Think differently about church and get connected with a group for the purpose of what, not for your own benefit, for the purpose of giving life to the group as God determines that it will happen through you. And if everybody thinks like that, I will be healthier because you, because of you, and you will be healthier because of my contribution. So let's get back. This is the the beginning of the year, you know. This is the second week of the, uh, this is the third, third Sunday of the year, and the whole year is ahead of us. And I want to, to ask you to consider being connected again and allow God to use you in the very special way, the aleilon way, okay? The together way. Uh, I want to share a story because I have five minutes, all right? And uh, this is another illustration. Uh, what well, it is a testimony, and uh, and and it, I, I can connect it to the with the sermon too. Actually, uh, this week I I I was miraculously delivered. Uh, I am not exaggerating that um, I almost died on Tuesday. Uh, I have a. I was. On Tuesday night, when all of you were here for Xing Chuan's session, uh, I was working in the office on my sermon. And uh, actually, something happened that day. When I reported to work, I had an uneasy feeling, which is unexplained like something is going to happen, but I don't know what's going to happen. I thought that there could be imminent danger, but I was working in the office the whole day and I just walked around and I just, what could happen? What could happen? <laughs> What is this feeling that I have? I didn't, I didn't discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, but now I, I know it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. So anyway, I worked, and uh, at one time, I felt so uneasy that I changed position from where I usually sit. I sat on this opposite direction, but it was so uncomfortable that after about 40, 45 minutes, I went back to my own seat, and I continued working on the sermon until 10 o'clock. I said, okay, enough. I switch off, lock out off the lights, then I walk uh, out. Now this is what it looks like. Huh? Okay, this is what my, this is my, my colleague's room, but my room looks exactly alike. It's a light one It's a mirror, it's a mirror. I, so I see on this side, the cupboard's on the other side, all right uh, this this hanging cabinet is uh, has a very big capacity. It's very, very deep, so I put two layers of books, but uh, mostly my. Old Bibles, my commentaries, thick commentaries. Now I I do things online, so I don't need all these old commentaries anymore. A lot of Christian books, a lot of tapes, and and all that. And, and journals, and then when I switched off the light, I walked out, and the distance between my the door to my office to to out of the office is where uh, John is uh, now now seated. But there's a there's a door there, right? Uh, so, h- how many seconds do you think I, I need to take to walk there? I say less than five seconds, okay? Switch off the lights, and I just walk out. And I went when it was there, it was dark because I showed off the lights already. This, this thing, I, I went in back again on the lights to see what happened. The whole cabinet had collapsed. Now, this is this is the other chair that I sat for a while, but my chair can't be seen now because... The cupboard is over the chair, and there was glass everywhere because uh, there's a there's a glass tabletop, and uh, all the doors had glass everything I was shocked I was numb i was actually my 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 legs were a bit soft I walked out, I sat on the staircase, and I just took to, to gain composure and then I went home because i I, I couldn't function anymore because i i you know how You know how close I was to death? Do you know how heavy this is? This is heavier than the weight of a man. Okay, maybe 100 kg. Now we said it's too heavy. No, no, actually, uh, it has been hanging there for more than 10 years. It can take a lot of weight. This solid wall with with a lot of things holding on to it. About 100, because the next morning when we tried to lift it up, me and my colleague, we we couldn't. So what my colleague did was that he had to go under the other side, went under, and he Duck out all the books. And the next morning, uh, we did the cleaning up, okay? Now, the next morning, uh, this is what happened. Okay, another anger. You can see that my computer is there and next to the window would have been my chair. Uh, can you imagine an on like this falling on your head? Or maybe a, the big clock there, all right? Uh, now, this this thing is heavy. I am very sure it would have fractured my skull fractured my neck, or I would be so badly lacerated that I would I would just be unconscious and I would be discovered the next morning at about 7.30. Uh, I would have died, actually. Uh, who was holding the cupboard? I think it was the angel of God and uh, because I didn't heed the prompting of the Holy Spirit. So when I was out of the way, then it fell. Now, the, the reason why I share this uh, is this, uh, okay? You no, know, the next morning, the next morning, when I came in and I took this picture, I just stood there, not knowing what to do because I had to go to court. I had to prepare for court. It was seven 7.30. My colleagues started to come because I got several colleagues who come in early and they do their devotion and all that. And they saw this. Immediately, they, they, they went into action. You know. A colleague then went, couldn't lift, couldn't move. Then he went underneath and then he started to take things out. I, I didn't ask for help. He just did it. He was singing. He was He was worshipping. He was worshiping, and then, then uh, just uh, because it is this quiet time, it, it's quiet time slot. That another colleague was oh well, quickly went to the the cupboard. He was putting up boxes, and they were creating boxes because the boxes need to be transferred to uh, the things to the box, and then they were moving. And then another colleague was trying to get some of the larger pieces of the glass so that nobody gets cut. And then after that, I had to go to court. When I came back, everything was done. The cupboard was removed. The, uh, the glass debris was removed. Everything is gone. My, my computer is not damaged. Huh? So I could, I could, it was functional. I could continue working. My, my secretary had come later to clean it up. Now, what, I'm, I'm sharing this with you. Okay? My firm is like a community because uh, all but one is a Christian. We talk about Christian things. We pray together. Uh, we help one another in many, many ways. And uh, so the connection is, is very different from a firm with 50, 60, 100 people, you know, where we don't know each other's name. But we know each other. And we're very involved in each other's life. We share a lot. And so in this community, when something happened like that, everybody knew what to, have, what to do. You don't have to ask me. Come, let me, let me take over. And that was what happened. So when I came back in the afternoon from court, Everything was done because I was really in no position to to clean up the mess, but the help came now imagine now of course it's this this community is very different. We meet every day right see it 's because we meet every day for work that it makes so much difference. We only meet once a week on a Friday or fortnightly when we meet together and there 's a connection there 's a sharing there 's a helping. The body works the way it should work. But when we neglect doing this, and Hebrews 10, 24, 25 said, no, do not neglect. Don't, don't, don't stop. But when we when we, when we there's no neglect, look at the potential, man. The potential is tremendous. There will be so much health. And that's why the model in the Bible in Acts 2 is this. I read for you, this is the biblical model very hard to achieve this, but this is the model. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone is filled with awe. There, was, there were wonders and miraculous signs. They were done by the apostles. All the believers were together. They had everything in common. They selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as they had need. Every day, verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. And they broke bread in the homes together with glad and sincere hearts. And they were praising and they were enjoying the favour of God and people. This is it. Body life. This is the way it should be. If we think one, a temple, a body, is my problem, is our worship ministry, our youth ministry, when we think like that, uh, this sermon is, is basically this. I just want you to have a different attitude towards church. And if you have a different attitude to church, you must be connected. And how do you get connected? Get back to a responsible, growing group. And CG leaders, make sure of, that they are the elements of encouraging and edification. Make sure that this life-giving force happens in CG. So now ask uh, Caleb, Is it Caleb who will lead us in a prayer because I want you to, uh, Ming Wei, uh, no, uh, I told Caleb about the song, so I don't know whether Ming Wei will be leading the song. Yeah. Uh, th- there is a song which I, okay, yeah, all right, then Ming Wei. Now let us prepare our hearts and let's, let's just um, be quiet before God and because we need to respond to God after listening to a sermon like this, right? you been disappointed before in, in CG? Have you given up on people? I ask you to, to confess that, that this is wrong. I want to pray with you as the music uh, is in the background and we want to be still before God for just a short time. You know, uh, Jesus said in Matthew five fifteen. Let your sh- let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And First Peter, it is said, First Peter two nine. You are a chosen race, you are a royal pursuit, you are a holy nation, you are a people of God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you. Communities exist for the well-being of members But the church exists for God To bring glory to God And the healthier we are The more God is glorified The healthier we are The more connected we are The more effective we will be As witnesses of Christ So let's get it right. Right. Father God, uh, we know that your concern is not about what the church does. You are concerned about what the church is. And we want to go back to what you have taught us today. First principles first. We honour you as Lord God head of the church and if we claim to be connected with you God, I I pray that you will show us how we can be connected with the rest of the body so willingly and consciously God, we choose to be part of this body to be contributors to the health and the well-being of others because we are one help us God to understand this and this year we want to do better by the grace of God In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's just rise with this song. gifted or not, smart or not, we are accepted in this family. God, we look to you as our father, we look to you as the head of the church. We take directions from you. You are the boss. Tell us what to do. God, if there's something that we need to change in in our attitude, our action, our behaviour, we will take direction from you. But from today onwards, we know what to do. Our concern is your glory. So bind us together, Lord. Make us one. Help us to grow this year. Help PPH to grow as a church as individual members grow and give life to each other. Help us, God, because this is our prayer today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.